Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Mike, do you remember two years? It was either last year. No, it was two years ago when we recorded a special members-only episode of this podcast, and we we were talking about the Mark One, and then mm-hmm. I, we teased a few a far-off future version of the Mark One special edition. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Are we finally at that far-off future? We're finally we're living in the future now. <laughs> so, you, so, so Tom finally let you do what you wanted to do. Is that? Is that what's happened? Yeah. What is it's it? It's kind enough What, what to is this, this special edition? It is a 50th anniversary Apollo 11 commemorative space pen. So when you say space pen, do you mean space pen, space pen, or space pen, space pen? <laughs> uh, the first one? No, okay. I don't, uh, uh, it is a... It's the same Mark One you know and love in mm-hmm. terms of the dimensions and form of it, and like the click mechanism, everything. Uh, the but the there's a few significant changes. Um, is made out of stainless steel mm-hmm. instead of aluminum. What does that do? Does that make it heavier? It makes it quite very much so. It makes it's like three <laughs> times as heavy now, I think, or twice as heavy. Uh, it's de- so it has a real weight to it. So there are definitely people that were like, "Oh, do like a a brass Mark One or something." Like they wanted a really kind of like weighty, heavy pen. So that definitely satisfies that. Um, it is, and steel just in general is is e- even more durable than you know the aluminum that we use. So this is like kind of like the indestructible version of the mark one i mean it was durable before and now it's just like absurdly durable um and then the exterior coating is completely different so instead of the cerakote which has you know that matte finish this is we're doing it highly polished so it's kind of reflective looking and it's it is tom can talk more about this but it's like a super tough pvd coating so this like the steel plus pvd is like very similar material choices to the space black stainless steel apple watch um so the other change to it is there's a very subtle uh engraving on the end of it of some space related drawing so it's it's the lunar module and the the command service module like docked together and it's based loosely on like some of the line drawings from the apollo 11 flight manual and then lastly it's going to ship with uh the fisher pressurized ballpoint refill um instead of the schmidt but of course it's the same pen so you could put any refill any parker style refill you want to in it but it's going to it's going to ship with the fisher refill so were you putting like a spacer in there like a little piece of plastic or something to make it fit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fisher actually makes one but yeah, we might we might like print it ourselves or whatever if we if first there's a reason to do that um so yeah it's cool uh it's uh it's interesting um, having this like super glossy, like super strong, like object. It's uh, it's kind of an interesting. Yeah, you you sent me some images, and 
honestly, it looks like a completely different pen to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. In a in a way, like because it's, I know that the like the physical dimensions are basically the same, but it all being one color and shiny, or like reflective, it really gives it like a very very different look. It's mm-hmm. it's really it's quite striking. Yeah, it's very um, like monolithy. You know, it was tricky and when when um, when things are so reflective, because so this is like polished stainless steel to like a mirror finish. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it's curved. So it's like a really weird mirror, but it is like mirror finished polished. And so uh, when you see it, depending on the lighting, it's like completely different. It's a chameleon. So like it is this kind of uh, interesting, like shadow kind of um, of a thing. So it is, it is interesting. I mean, it is still seamless and everything. It's, it, um, but even if there were seams, I feel like they would be hidden. Although it is super nice to have this like, it's like a car commercial or something where there's like this, if you ever take a picture of it or look at it, it's got this like really clean, like reflection that goes down the whole body of it because it's like, like the seamless, like polished bullet thing. So yeah, it's pretty sleek. It's very, um, it's very sleek. So you're doing something kind of interesting with this, right? This is a Kickstarter campaign again, but mm-hmm. has some differences. Yeah. So we, we just thought it basically we're doing this because it's fun and we thought it would be really cool. Um, so we, you know, we wanted to make like a cool Mark one that was like all black and, you know, thinking about we, the timing was right toward the 50th anniversary of the, you know, moon landing, uh, mission. The first moon landing mission was coming up. And so we figured we could hit the timing right. And so we started thinking about this, uh, you know, f- a long time ago, we got serious, you know, around the beginning of the year. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to have the Kickstarter campaign run the length of the actual like NASA mission uh, and like on the same dates. So it's only it's nine days, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's specifically yeah. like timed, but it's like nine days. And so it's a pretty short little thing, but we just couldn't pass up the kind of fun, like storytelling aspect of that where it's like, you know, the same length as the mission. And, you know, it's about this moon landing so it's it's a fun little experiment and uh i think i don't know it'll be it'll be cool do you concerned about this like a shorter period of time have you made considerations about the amounts and the goals and stuff based upon the fact that the campaign's smaller yeah i mean this is this is a total experiment for us like we've always kind of had in the back of our minds an idea of doing something like doing a product that's limited edition and just seeing what that is like because it's kind of interesting to us for a couple of reasons one is that it would be a product that we don't have to t- sustain indefinitely so it's just like oh we just like make this do one run of it basically and then we're kind of done with it so just seeing what that feels like you know uh, you know is that something that we should do more of or not do at all because it's a bad idea um but then the other thing that's interesting is just the idea of limited edition in general as an incentive, um, you know, for people to like get this thing, like there's literally only going to be one opportunity to get this exact pen if they want it. And it's during the nine day, um, Kickstarter campaign. So I think that just like creates an interesting, uh, tension and kind of incentive for someone who's interested in this pen. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of just, doing it and seeing uh, what happens why stainless steel 
Well, we wanted something that was just felt, well, A, felt like different and felt kind of like engineered and like durable and just kind of um, not like the, well, it is the toughest, but I don't know if toughness was a thing, but it just, it just felt like cool to make this kind of like, it's kind of like at the end of the continuum in terms of durability and toughness and like the heft of it and it the fact that it's polished we just liked all aspects of that now there are some kind of technical reasons so if we wanted to have this kind of black sh- shiny look and we didn't and we wanted to do pvd for the whole surface of it we couldn't do like polished aluminum for instance because aluminum needs to be plated with something to be able to have a PVD coating on it. Mm. So we could have done like a nickel plated everything and then, um, you know, put PVD on it. But, uh, you know, that wouldn't be as nearly like nearly as durable. And we just wanted to do something that was like new and special. So we, you know, we kind of made some early mock-ups of just what it would feel like for it to be all stainless steel and and heavier. And we both like liked it. We thought it was it's not like it's crazy or like hard to write with or anything. And so I don't know, it just makes it kind of more unique and more special. Mm-hmm. And so we figured we might as well instead of just making a different color of the Mark One, uh we wanted to do something that was just kind of more different basically. And it I don't know, it turned out the stainless steel one is, is quite nice actually. It's pretty nice to kind of have that heft. So yeah there's it's kind of also like a process of elimination thing like there's really only a handful of metals that are kind of sensible choices to use for a pen body and those are basically correct me if i'm wrong tom but basically aluminum steel brass or titanium um and so of those Brass, I think, is eliminated pretty easily because it's a softer metal and um, it's really heavy. Like, it's even heavier than steel. Some people like, like, brass pens are certainly a thing and they're really heavy and people like them. Um, But it's not, it doesn't really get, it's just not as nice as steel in terms of, like, the durability and such. And so basically... We could just, like Tom said, we didn't want to do aluminum again because we wanted to do something different and for this to be kind of special and set apart from the existing Mark One. So steel and titanium were kind of the last two choices. And titanium we definitely looked at. And I actually, if you go back and listen to the the podcast I mentioned, uh, a titanium was kind of the original idea, but it is... It just is, it was kind of primitively expensive, I think is the main reason we did it. Like, we would have to charge a little too much for this pen. Incredibly expensive, yeah. Yeah, and we didn't, like, we could do that. Like, we could make it, you know, like a $200 or $250 pen or however much it needed to be, but we just didn't want to do that. We'd rather it be (laughs) not that much and still a really nice, durable material. Yeah, especially if we're going to be coating it anyways and like a mm-hmm. black you know it's not gonna look different um and like steel polish is better than titanium anyways but uh so you know it's um and the the weight is cool too like we like yeah. like i said we wanted different ways that this could be set apart from the the existing mark one and the difference between titanium and aluminum is not as much as the difference between steel and aluminum yeah. like it's a much bigger weight difference which i think people who like that weightiness will appreciate yeah i think if it's gonna look the same 
because it's going to be coated. Doing something to set it apart by the change of base material being weight, like a significant weight difference, is a good reason to make a material change, right? Just saying, like, "Eh, it doesn't weigh that different, and we coated it black, but there's titanium underneath. I don't know how exciting that is as as a selling point. Yeah. Especially when it means it's also going to be way more expensive. Yeah. Like way more. I think I think stainless steel cuz as well it's like if you want to go for something that's kind of like space agey feeling, I feel like stainless steel does a does an interesting job for that to be honest in, yeah, in my mind. It's cool. As much as titanium would. Especially like polished stainless steel. It it feels like space age. It feels like um yeah, it just it just feels like a rocket or like you know. I mean, I know that's not how like rockets are, or especially now. <laughs> but just, you know, it, it feels like a retro polished. I don't know, something nice about it. Mm-hmm. What is the price of this pen? Good question, Tom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. we're so to the listener. We're, yeah, we're recording a little bit before launching. Right now, we have it at a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that feels right for uh, for kind of where kind of what this pen is and where all the prices are landing for the parts and such. So it will be that or around that when we right. launch. <laughs> yeah, probably within ten percent of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's around about what, like forty percent more expensive than the original model was. Um, something no, like that. No, it's more than that. Okay. it's quite a bit more than that. Yeah, wasn't it sixty dollars? Well, on Kicks, we launched... Oh, you mean... I, I thought you meant to make it. Retail price, yeah. But on the Kickstarter, we had $50 for the... Right. Yeah, so... Original. Yeah, Kickstarter was 50 and now we sell... The black one is 65 and the white one is 75 Right, so f- from a Kickstarter perspective, it's about it's about twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, $100 is a very good deal for this pen, <laughs> considering <laughs> it's DLC, stainless steel, polished. So why do it for $100, then? I don't know. It just feels like the it feels like our margins are okay. You know, because we're not like selling this for like forever. We don't need to, you know. It's we. It's fine for the margins to not be like okay. huge, huge. Um, I mean, we're still you know it's still like decent margins, but it's not nothing crazy. So you know, I think I think if we you know in the future had some other. High, like higher cost pen we would probably up the margins if we knew we were going to like sell it like ongoing but this is a test case right you actually want to see mm-hmm. will people spend any more yeah. money right to get just yeah. a different material and so you don't want to set it for 150 dollars in case that means you don't meet the campaign goal or whatever so i, I get mm-hmm. that i totally get that it's like we're going to talk about the the notebook that we made together, I guess, is an interesting mm-hmm. way to put it. Um, and I was really concerned about pricing, again, because it was going to be probably, or at least for a period of time, a limited thing, because it's kind of like not completely finished. Um, and I was really like going backwards and forwards on the pricing. And some of the feedback that I got from the people that bought it is everyone was surprised at the pricing because like, they thought it was cheap, which for mm-hmm. the type of thing that it is probably is a little bit on the cheaper side, but there was a good reason for that. So like I can, I can totally understand like if you're not a hundred percent sure to price it a little bit lower and to see if it works as a thing, yeah. as a data point that you need, as opposed to like mm-hmm. how much money can I make out of this? I mean, I can tell you people are going to say 
this is like a good deal. Like, like I'm sure Brad, like if Brad, you know, Brad has always said, and he's right that the Mark One's always been a good deal because of the, as he always says, the tolerance is the engineering so good um, that it makes it a good deal. But Brad's going to flip out when he sees the price of it because he knows what this type of stuff costs, right? Yeah, I mean, like this is yeah. It's a it's a it's a good deal. So, um, but anyways, you know, it's it's a fun, it's cool. I mean, like I said, people are, you know, kind of doing this thing with us. It's limited edition, so it's you know, it's fi- I think it's fine. Um, it's like fine the way it is. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it'll, like you said, it's a big experiment. I mean, who knows what? I don't see us making these kind of. Um, very unique limited editions very often or maybe this is the last one where we do something like very different i could see us doing colors and and some things mm-hmm. um that we kind of keep around or something with the mark one but this kind of change of material and finish like big big leap i don't know if we'll like do a bunch of that um in the future so this might kind of be a you'll find out if you sell a yeah, ton of them we'll then maybe out. you will right <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have a limit to the amount that you're going to make or will you just make as many as you sell We'll make as many as we sell. Okay. Yeah, there's no like reason to limit it in that way because we're like limiting it with time. That there's no reason to put like a double Limited limit. Number. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think you're completely right. So, uh, Mike, we we you made a product. You made a physical product. <laughs> I know. We helped well, you out. <laughs> well, you made it. Uh, well, I I kind of came up with the idea and had the design made, but then I didn't know how to make it, and I needed your help, and you helped me um, a lot. Uh, so thank you, but yeah, it's a product <laughs> called uh, the Theme System Journal. It's for it's based on an idea that on another podcast that I do called Cortex um, that me and CGP Gray came up with these ideas of yearly themes and like have setting a theme for your year. Then I started making my own method of keeping a daily journal that was focused around work and my themes, and it kind of grew from there. And then once I kind of had my own system in place, I decided to take what I do and create a basic template for other people to make their own journaling, daily journaling system kind of focused around their working lives. Um, And so we basically created a notebook that has a bunch of pre-printed pages on it split into three sections. Um, And it is based on the tote book, which is a product that we spoke about last time. It is for all intents and purposes, a thicker tote book. Right, like it's yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. The paper's slightly different, right? Because the printing process was different. Um, but it's it's by and large the same product, uh, which was by design because I needed help. You sent me a pre-production unit of the notebook. I was like, I want to do that one because I like this. Because <laughs> uh, it's what I was looking for, size-wise, paper quality-wise, incredible uh, debossing. Everyone's so excited about the debossing <laughs> uh, because it's insane. I mean, I remember I, I I said about this on Cortex, like when you got the production unit and you were like, this might be a bit much. I was like, no, no, <laughs> I want that. <laughs> it looks insane. Um, so, yeah, it is. So we made this, this product. We made a really small uh, amount of them uh, because I wasn't sure if it would sell. Um, I just I had no idea what was going to happen. It sold out within an hour of the original run and we are now making a lot more because you two told me to uh, <laughs> um, and the, the idea really though is this this is a product that 
I know needs more work done to it for me to be able to call it like a completely finished thing. Uh, like it is a journaling system in a notebook, but there are no instructions in the notebook. So all of that stuff still needs to be added in, but I don't really want to call it done yet because I, I feel like I need to have used it myself as, as a contained unit for longer. And I also wanted to see if listeners of the show wanted to use it. So it's effectively like a beta product, but now we're making a lot of them because people, we've had quite a lot of demand for it. So we're going to go with a, re, we've reprinted the first one and we're doing a bunch of them, a bunch of them. And we're going to see what happens <laughs> and hopefully people still buy it. And then we get a bunch of feedback. And then I'm hoping that like maybe for next year or sometime next year, we'll have a, like basically the final complete product that will be available forever then, which will have more information about like an examples of how people can use the system. But mm-hmm. uh, this show has been doing this show with you guys has been a real learning experience for me like it really helped set me up because some of the just weird stuff that happened during the manufacturing (laughs) process like i felt much more um expecting of it and but also just Mm -hmm. in general i was just say this i thank you so much for everything that you've done for me so far because i would not (laughs) have been able to do this on my own um but yeah it's been a it's been wild like the response has been um kind of overwhelming considering what i how I thought this was going to go. Like mm-hmm. the amount that we ordered was seemed to me like, I don't even know if we'll sell all of these. Mm-hmm. And and we, we did. And we're now ordering an amount that is like a magnitude more that I am deeply uncomfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- that's kind of where we are. And then I'm going to see if it works. Basically I've, this whole thing so far has been about taking some risks and mm-hmm. this is it's kind of like a a part of my business where i feel like i want to take some risks where i typically don't take risks because mm-hmm. we're in a position where i feel like we can because even even if nobody bought it the, like the amount of money it's a large amount of money but it's an amount of money that we've been preparing for right like we've been mm-hmm. selling other merchandise for a while mm-hmm. to build up the money needed to make this a product that we want to sell right so it's kind of we have like an as a company like we have an amount of money ready to absorb this if it doesn't work but all signs point to it being a thing that will work because it's in people's hands now and people seem really happy with it and mm-hmm. basically everybody's just enforcing what i already know needs to be changed about the product like there being instructions in it right and so like i know it's a thing that we need to do but I'm going to be working on a stopgap, like of having a website available for people to go to. Mm-hmm. So there will be yeah. instructions online for when we sell the next set. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, when, uh, God, when did we start talking about oh, this, all of this? This, this product like... has been in development for over a year at oh, this point. Really? <laughs> no, like, did you, you for, didn't talk to me, us a year about it. I didn't tell like... it to you a year ago because we had some, like, yeah. Some, a bunch of stuff happened, but this has been many, many, many months of uh, since I first told you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, it was really lucky that we had this. We were like developing the tote book, and um, 
like we kind of you know had like figured out how to how to do like a nice soft cover like stitch bound book and it was like just convenient that it was like oh this like totally works for the thing mike's Mm -hmm. is like wanting to do so that's like really convenient because that really cut down you know like makes it much easier um but it is interesting that you you know because you you've been selling physical stuff but it's all it's always it's been like white label kind of right where you put a logo on something um and it, it well yes and no well, yes and no I, I actually i know what you're saying right so we take our artwork and put them onto t-shirts and hoodies and hats that yeah. that we yeah, have yeah. some control over what it's printed on but we're not like manufacturing a t-shirt right to our own specification yeah, there's not a story around that right no. it's not a story of like oh you know we developed this hoodie you know so it's it's um i think i think things kind of change uh in like product development when when you have you know when there's a story there and there's like design mm-hmm. intention and mm-hmm. you've kind of made these decisions from the get-go basically and so i think I think that's it that's why it feels I'm guessing so different this time around. Um well, cuz this was like an idea that I had become a thing as opposed yeah. to like here's some artwork that we have or, or a concept mm-hmm. that we've had become a product. Like this was like yep. I had an idea and have been able to with the help of many talented people make it a thing that I can now literally hold in my hand. And that mm-hmm. is that feels like a dream come true for me, really, in a in a wild way. Like, I can see how this process becomes addicting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have so many yeah, stupid sure. ideas for products like this one now. Um, Chase that feeling, Mike. Oh, Chase I am. I am. But this is the thing. Like, if if we do, I mean, if we're able to get a good success from this next run of them. I have like a ton of different things that I want to try that relate to this project. Like this is a, this is a hopefully like many product multi-year spanning project. Now that's what I really want mm-hmm. this to become. But it mm-hmm. it based on if people actually do find it useful. I mean, I'm really really happy with the product for my own use. Like it is 100% what I was looking to make. And as I said, like I as in using it like I can see some of the things that I want to do to make it better. But one of the decisions that we came to was, I think as a beta product, which I consider this, this is more than good enough for people to use. Yeah, I've always like not understood. Like, I understand that you, this isn't software. So, (laughs) like, it's... um, it's all I've always like am have been uh not exactly understanding I mean I understand what you mean when you say beta product and I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think it is, right? I think from in your mind, this is like an ongoing project that mm-hmm. will evolve and, mm-hmm. and the like system and its instructions. This is will like evolve. version one and, and yeah, there is a one, version two in my mind. And and yeah, uh, you know, and it's just because, I mean, the reason the reason that I've been kind of, I keep referring to it as that is like, I, I, this is a product that before we sold the first one, I knew wasn't done, right? Mm-hmm. That like, we are selling a journaling system that doesn't have instructions in it on how to use it, right? Yeah, that's just a UI problem though, yeah, or it a UX is. problem. Yeah, it, yeah. The, the actual physical product... Like this is pretty much done. Like as from like the the 
the paper is the exact paper that I want to use. It's fantastic. Uh, like all the, the the binding is incredible, right? Like the cover, I absolutely adore. And so, like all of that stuff is is really finished. But it was it was the whole idea of and and I really do want to make something that the people that listen to the show and believe in the system itself can try and have some influence over, right? So like people have been sending mm-hmm. me feedback and I want more of it to make sure that like, is there something I've missed? Is there like a consistent thing that keeps popping up where I feel like I can make an addition to it that makes sense, you know, like stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause it's really a thing for me is like, I'm, I'm also, I'm just kind of like deeply nervous of it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll get over that though. And honestly, I, you know, if, if I, if we were doing something like this where there was a complex instruction set, I, I think that it lives better uh, in a digital form anyways that you can update, you know? Yeah. And that is one of the things. I don't, I don't know if the answer is putting that in the book anyways. So, you know, I, I bet you'll get over, I mean, if you talk to us in a year. I, I do think that ultimately what it will be is there will be a page in the notebook that's like, Here's some basic instructions, but if you want more, go to the website, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. but like mm-hmm. that's the thing that that I just need to to see how that's going to be over time. And right now, mm-hmm. I just I don't have all of that completely nailed down. But it's it's been a real kind of like journey. You know, you know, I have so much more sympathy for what you guys go through now, <laughs> and I didn't even have to do most of it because you did it for me right like which made it even easier um but like just just from an emotional perspective is is mm-hmm. kind of more of what i mean right like the yeah the idea of feeling like we me and gray have had this like joke for a while like we're just two months away and <laughs> that that has been something which i feel like i've been saying to him for nearly a year <laughs> Yeah. Right, like we're only two months away, and like it just never is. Um, and yep. you know, it, the, which yeah, things always come up because even just the shipping, right? Yeah, we shipped Everything them. Is... We knew when, when it was going to arrive. We had tracking information, and then it got stuck in customs for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's that's the way it rolls. That's the way it is. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, that literally is the way it is. So but this is the difference, right? Like I can. This is the what I've realized is like, and a good friend of mine said this to me. Uh, the difference between kind of like having something made for you and manufacturing is you can get exactly what you want, but it will be more difficult. Yeah, like that's the difference. I have exactly what I want, but it was way harder to do. That's the way it is. And that's, it's funny. Like we always, you know, I, I would say luckily in the case of these notebooks that I think the th- the delays were more of a, um, just like a, like they messed up one time and you know, like, mm-hmm. like all this, just like, it's just little weak delays. And it was also like, I didn't really know how to do what I needed to do as well. Right. Like, where that you would say to me, okay, you need to have a layout in this way and this way, and uh, and and I would spend time like, ah, but I don't know how to like, how do I want this to look? Like, how, what do I want to be on these pages and and all that kind of stuff? Like, there was just I struggled to conceive of a lot of it, which took time. That's called the design process, Mike. Yeah, you're, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> you're living the dream. <laughs> the other thing is, I guess, that makes kind of like me different to you guys is like. 
I don't have the skill to actually do the design. I need to be able to yeah. find a way to explain to someone else, yeah, yeah to yeah. multiple people, right? Like to you guys yeah, and to our design assignment. Like I had to like try and get what I want explained. And like that even came down to like, we would not ever necessarily going to put on sale the ones that we'd made. Because I felt like I had to see it and feel it and make sure it was okay before we did it. And like mm-hmm. that, that was like a, even to that level, like it's just like a whole, it was like a whole big thing. It was like so nerve wracking for me to unwrap the book for the first time. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, do I love it. Did you ever consider doing Kickstarter for this thing? No. Why not? Because we already had a somewhat, well, no, we already had a successful kind of like thing going on. Right, like I, I felt like we would be able to sell some, and that would give me an idea for what we wanted to do. Kickstart. I have ideas later on that might be Kickstarter campaigns, um, but I felt much more comfortable if this was going to fail, that it fail and nobody really know, <laughs> than doing a Kickstarter <laughs> campaign and it fail very very. Publicly. To summarize, you were scared. Cowardice, yes, because <laughs> I'm a big scaredy cat. Right, but like, because I figured if we were going to be able to sell this product, we already had the channel needed, right? Because yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. selling merchandise mm-hmm. for a while. And so if people were going to buy it, they were going to buy it. I, I didn't want to do a Kickstarter campaign when it was something I wasn't 100% sure people wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. some of the ideas that I have for the future might be so ambitious that the only way we can do it is to know how many people want to do it beforehand. Yeah, you know, printed goods is the one, kind of the one place where, you know, it's not too expensive to overshoot. You know, it's like easier to take that risk because there's typically not a lot of tooling or anything. So, Like the price per book is not, it's not too bad, right? Like if if we never fulfill them, right? Like it increases a lot when you then fulfill them. But if there's a bunch that just don't get fulfilled either be sent directly to me and i use them for the rest of time or whatever like it's not <laughs> it's not too bad yeah 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 so it is a nice and that's what we really like about printed goods too is is you know there's typically not any tooling and and you can you know it's easy to get into higher quantities without it getting too crazy so it's a yeah it's like it feels like kind of low risk but it is it is like if you are picky it it does like take a it still can take a really long time i mean you know i think this could have done faster you know so these are made in china right and mm-hmm. they it would have been faster if they were made in the u.s but you wouldn't have been able to make the like low quantity that you wanted to make certainly and it would have been like way more expensive so you know i think it's it's um it's kind of worth the trade-off but you know i think it will get easier and faster but you know it was a learning i mean it's funny a lot of a lot of it, it's funny because the your the tote book and your and the cortex notebook uh were the first like printing run we did in china of this kind of like bound printed thing and so there was some learning curve that we went through in terms of how to communicate some some things mm-hmm. to uh you know to folks in china um and so that was also like part of the i think delay it's just like you know, you're just being able to communicate some of that stuff is really difficult. It's it's so crazy when you're doing like a notebook where there's like different 
artwork pages and they're like collated differently in the book it's like actually a pretty complex thing to com- to communicate actually. yeah we and love so that it's kind of weird it's very like uh so that was like a lot of the problems like they they messed up on the tote book and yours like the collation basically yeah because um, you so have the same thing right like you have it's printed in a very specific way it's not there's not as much difference but it's still yeah you, the, the tote book still has some variance to it right yeah no you know i'll, I'll sometimes get these like these like chat messages from China being like, okay, there's a problem with the thing. Is it just, is it acceptable? Question mark. They're always like, ah, we messed up, but it's cool, right? Like it's no big deal. And I'm like, no, that is my favorite story (laughs) when they, when they were like, uh, they sent you the prototype and it was printed wrong. And they were like, yeah, how important is it? Right. (laughs) Cause we made it all. It's it's the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of it, but you know, it's, uh, I think once, you know, these companies, like, understand that, you know, if we really care, then, then they kind of like, oh, okay, I got it. But mm-hmm. it, is, it's, it is fun. It's, it's all a learning experience, certainly. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Meet. You can find out more about this episode at relay.fm slash tc slash 52. Thank you.